You're listening to episode number 28 of the Brain BS Podcast, why we need to learn how to accept and love ourselves on video. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am sitting here. It was a rainy and kind of gross day to start with, but it is now beautiful outside. I am feeling maybe a little bit under the weather. So that's sort of a little bit of the brain BS I have going on because I have this whole thing of not admitting it to myself when I don't feel well. So (laughs) I kind of refer to this in my podcast episode where I talked about my meltdown in Santa Barbara, which that was a large part of the problem because I just would not accept that I was sick. But I really don't feel sick. I just feel under the weather. Just not feeling great. But I'm really, I learned a lot from the year of the meltdown and I am taking care of myself. I'm taking it easy. I'm just sitting here writing and recording so that I can get a little bit ahead of myself before we head out to a vacation in Aspen with the family and then to Santa Barbara. So I'm trying to get my work done in advance so I don't go through the same thing I go through every time I go there feeling like I'm not working enough. It's amazing. It doesn't matter how much work you try to do on your inner self and how much you try to manage your brain. There's always something else to learn. That's just kind of the way it is. But I'm not making it a problem. I am just, uh, I just did an inventory of how my year has been at MK Coach um, since 2021 began. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. I wasn't actually feeling that great about it prior to writing it all out and and getting it all in a post so that I could really see in front of me everything that I accomplished this past year. And it was really good for me to do that because our brains always want to look at what we haven't accomplished. They never want to look at what we have accomplished. It's kind of funny that way. The ego is very sneaky. Our brain BS is always going to try to make us feel bad. And unfortunately... Even though we're on to our brain BS, we can still get we can still get caught up in it and um and believe it. So okay, well so today's episode is why we need to learn how to accept and love ourselves some video. I decided that this was an important podcast episode to do because I had been doing quite a few videos when I first started advertising for my business, but I got away from it and when I went back to do it It was kind of difficult. So I'm going to start by sharing why it's important to accept ourselves on video. And I will then share examples of how I have accepted various flaws, quote unquote, about myself in relation to being on video and how that process might look if you try to do that too. And then finally, I'll discuss how this all relates to law of attraction and how it impacts manifesting the results we really want in our lives. Okay, so let's start with why it's so important to accept and love ourselves exactly as we are on video. It doesn't seem like this would be a big deal, right? But it kind of is. So the biggest reason is because it feels absolutely terrible when we don't. 
we either avoid cameras or pictures altogether, or we beat ourselves up for our supposed flaws, which are just thoughts, by the way. We think they're factual and true, but they're actually just thoughts. We try to hide them, and then we feel shame about them. We may start to feel like we are not good enough or pretty enough. Sometimes we even think we are fundamentally different than our fellow humans and the only one who hates to see themselves on video. The problem with this other than the obvious is that we get stuck in this programming and are not inspired to do anything new and different. We know that thoughts create feelings. Those lead to actions and give us our results. If we continue to believe all these terrible thoughts about ourselves and don't recognize that it's really brain BS, we'll never trigger new feelings that inspire us to do better or strive for more. Before we can even get better, we have to learn how to love ourselves exactly as we are. Another reason why we want to accept and love ourselves as we are is because we cannot love others unconditionally, <laughs> unconditionally if we cannot do that for ourselves. If we determine that we have to be perfect and flawless for us to feel good about ourselves, then that's what we're going to be doing to other people too. Expecting perfection is an impossible standard to place on those around us. And for sure they're going to disappoint us because they're humans with brains. In addition, everybody has their own standards of what is perfection. And trust me, they do not look the same. Once we can forgive ourselves for being human and having flaws, we can be much more compassionate and less judgmental of the people around us. So what will that mean for us bottom line? We get to experience way more time of feeling good and way less time in self-induced suffering. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds good to me. I feel like I've spent so much time um, thinking about my thoughts, which is very helpful. But really, I, the way I'm gauging things these days is by the way I'm feeling. And I like it. It's working. All right. So let's get to the good part here where I happily share all my flaws like I do in every episode. I can do that because I've done the work to get to a place where I no longer hide them. Well, I don't hide the ones I'm aware of. I'm sure I still have flaws hidden in there that will reveal themselves over the years. But because of my blind spots, I can't really see all of them, right? Which is why I always tell you, you need a coach. Um, the difference now, though, when I see my flaws is I just accept them and I don't turn them into a big drama. And I don't necessarily believe them. Even though I'm looking at that video and I can see things, I still, ha I just remind myself, nope, it's all subjective and it's all coming from the filter of your brain and all your pre-programmed BS that's in there. So you cannot believe it. You can't trust your visual perceptual skills that they're accurate. Now, looking at yourself does require a certain amount of courage, some internal work and persistent effort, but it's definitely doable to get comfortable with it. And I highly recommend it because the payoff is huge. When you think about it, the only reason why we don't want to see ourselves on video is because we're trying to avoid an uncomfortable emotion. If we can get used to it and desensitize ourselves and do it over and over, and we process those feelings, it's no longer going to happen. And when then when you turn around and you help somebody else so that they can love themselves and look at themselves in a video then that's huge. The payoff's huge. It's totally worth it. All right, so let's talk about my first flaw, um, which is a persistent motor neuron twitch that I've had my entire life. 
This means it's, it's genetic and I get urges to twitch my eyes and my nose and my lip um, that sometimes just can't be denied. Sometimes I just have to succumb to the urge because of its intensity and it's definitely always worse with stress and anxiety. So I can control it for periods of time. So I can do short videos and stuff without any problems. But it's always there and I have to be mindful if I don't want to do it. And I always, I never know what's going to happen when I go to look to see how much I did it or how frequently because I don't think about it because it just happens. So when I was younger, it was terrible because I was intimidated by my dad and I always felt like I was doing something that annoyed him, which was all his brain BS. So they, I would get really worked up and it, it annoyed him. Like he would get mad at me because I was twitching my eyes. As an adult, the intensity of the twitch has varied and has gotten pretty out of hand at times during really challenging times in my life. But for the most part, I've been able to keep it under control. Anyways, being a life coach now requires me to do videos and recorded coaching sessions on Zoom and to accept and love myself as I am even with this damn twitch because if I'm going to help other women do that I have to do it too so I never really had to watch myself on video before because I wasn't in an online business so I would just kind of avoid it I would always get out of situations where anybody was doing a video so when I first started advertising I purposely did one and done unedited videos to get past that discomfort of seeing myself and then nobody would have any raised expectations because all I talked about was the gifts of imperfection and that's sort of like how I handled it. I noticed the more I did the videos the less I was concerned about what anybody else might think. I noticed when I voiced the things that made me feel the most shame they were no longer shameful. I noticed when I had terrible thoughts about myself because I kind of talk on one side of my mouth, it kind of became funny to me. I noticed that if I cannot look at a video of myself, then I do not truly accept and love myself as I am. And not loving myself and accepting myself is no longer an option for me. In fact, it's what matters most to me. So since I cannot change my persistent motor neuron twitch or how I talk out inside my mouth, and you'll see that when you look at videos. I mean, I think you'll see it. Um, I see it plain as day, but you guys let me know. So you want to know the way that I know I've been able to truly accept and love myself as I am on video? Because I finally watched a 15-minute segment of myself, of me, getting coached by Brooke Castillo in April. And I knew it was really valuable to watch the video because it can be so illuminating to hear the coaching again when you're not actually in it and everybody's watching you. And yes, it took me two months to watch that video because I knew I had to have been twitching, okay? I knew it. I just didn't know how bad it was. And I was. And it's okay. It was fairly significant. But I just watched myself and didn't resist my feelings of discomfort and I breathed into them until they dissipated. And I actually laughed at myself a couple times and thought to myself, oh my God, I love you so much for getting on there coaching with your Twitch. And I thought to myself, you were so brave for getting coached in front of all those people. And I actually looked at myself and found myself lovable, Twitch and all. In fact, watching video with that Twitch is what inspired me to make it a topic on this week's blog and podcast. And I was also talking to another coach about this and how so many women do not want to look at themselves on Zoom. Ladies, we are so hard on ourselves and it's not necessary. 
Our thoughts are optional, so we have to stop believing that we're not beautiful and awesome exactly as we are. The funny thing is, I spent years denying that twitch, which as evident as it is, is hard to believe that I did. Just because people didn't comment on it or tell me, and they did periodically, you know, and there was always those mean boys that would make fun of you and, and imitate you. But for the most part, people didn't talk about it, so I didn't either. But I was forced to recognize it and deal with it because I saw it on Zoom all the time. And I'm like, okay, there's no more denying this. I am out in the open about my persistent motor neuron twitch. And it actually wasn't even until I started at the Life Coach School that I actually figured out what it was I had. Because I googled it. I spent my entire life denying that twitch. So I finally figured out what it is. And it actually kind of makes me feel good to know that it's genetic. Because I would think, why am I doing this? I don't feel stressed. I don't feel anxious. I don't feel nervous. And it turns out it doesn't have anything to do with me. You know, it's just an urge. So you see how this works, ladies? Are you starting to figure out a little theme here? If we don't make our supposed flaws a big deal then they aren't a big deal. And it is as simple as that. It really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. The only thing that matters is what we think. So, okay, let's talk about another reason I don't like to watch myself on video. I'm not a calm and quiet kind of gal. In fact, I can get pretty loud and gregarious. I also can sometimes get overexcited to share and interrupt people when they're trying to speak. While I've always admired quiet and sophisticated women, I'm just not one of them. I try to be mindful of when I am speaking and being a good listener, but sometimes Zoom is a challenge for me, especially if in a, I'm in a group setting. And when I'm a little wound up and excited about something, I can see myself on video and think, calm the heck down, sister, you are just a little bit too much. So the way that I decided to deal with that is I just chose to love myself for being passionate, enthusiastic, instead of calm and quiet. I chose to love myself for being more caring than sophisticated. I chose to love myself for being so invested in what my clients need that I sometimes jump the gun and start speaking too soon. I chose to love myself for caring so much about helping other women that I became an online coach and have to watch myself on video all the time and I don't even complain about it. All right, so let's discuss one more reason why I don't like to see myself on video. And that would be when I have sushi face. <laughs> um, what's her name? Julian Moore, the actress, I think that's her name. She's the one that came up with that phrase. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. It's when you, um, when you eat and drink on the weekends and you have salty food and wine and flour and sugar and your face gets all puffy and bloated. Now, my face tends to get bigger anyway as soon as my weight goes up over 150, even without sushi face. So when I have sushi face and the added weight, I found it very difficult to watch myself on video. In fact, I usually don't make videos on Mondays or Tuesdays if I feel like I have a sushi face. But that's the tricky thing with sushi face. The person who has it doesn't always see it. It's the other people that notice it. While I can't do much about my persistent motor neuron twitch, I could do something about my weight and my sushi face. So I bring this up because if weight gain is keeping you from watching yourself on video and loving yourself, then it is time to lose the weight. I understand it can be challenging with getting older, but I did it so I know it's not as hard as we make it out to be if we just follow the science, look at intermittent fasting, and pay attention to our hormones. We just don't want to experience any uncomfortable emotions and changing the way we eat and drink at the beginning of a weight loss 
program is a big adjustment, but it gets easier. Another option is to choose to not lose weight and learn how to love yourself exactly how you are. The only way that you can claim that as a success is if you change the way you are thinking and truly feel love for yourself and totally accept what you look like when you see yourself on video. I point this out because if there is something you cannot change no matter how much you want, then you have to accept it. If you can change it but choose not to and continue to not like seeing yourself on video, then the question is, why would you do that to yourself? Why is that acceptable? So now let's discuss how the law of attraction plays in all this because you know how obsessed I am with it. If I can manifest what I want in life, then please tell me everything about it. I want to know all of it. So what point of attraction do you think it is creating for you when you cannot even look at yourself on video because it causes you shame or self-loathing? I'm guessing not a very good one. In fact, we know that everything that makes us feel bad comes from the ego and our brain BS, so it must be a very low vibration. Is that what you want for your life? To attract more experiences that inspire you to feel shame and self-loathing? Not me. I want to raise my vibration so I can enjoy my life and attract experiences in other humans who bring me joy and satisfaction. So how do I do that? By not focusing on what I don't have or what is not working. I have to get to a good place where I request what I want from the universe, lean back and trust the process that if I do my part, it's coming to me. That means the goal is to feel good as often as I can. How do I do that? By managing my mind, choosing my thoughts on purpose, and releasing all my uncomfortable emotions. If I can do that, good stuff is on the way for sure. The problem is, it's not always easy to stay in a state of gratitude and satisfaction when you do not have what you want and you do not look the way you wish you did when you look at yourself on video. There you have it. See how it all works? I've explained to you why it's important to love and accept yourself on video and the implications of doing or not doing that. I've shared a few reasons why I did not like to watch myself on video and how I've worked through it. I also discussed how the law of attraction plays into all of this and why it's so important to sincerely love yourself if you want to create a higher vibration that will attract what you truly want in life. Otherwise, if you do not consciously choose your thoughts and manage your mind, your subconscious, where your brain BS is, is your point of attraction. I don't know about you, but I don't want more brain BS. I actually want less. I want to invite you, if you haven't already joined the Brain BS group, to join it. It's on Facebook. It's free. And I want to give all of you opportunities to start posting videos of yourself in a safe space where we can work through any fears and insecurities you might have as you're doing it. You could ask me questions. We could do videos together, however you want to do it. Trust me when I tell you, this is so much more important than you think it is. You need to have your own back and you need to love yourself. And I am here to help you do that. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or get to know me better in my free Facebook group called The Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper on all of these topics and you can ask me all the questions. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.